You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Michael McIntyre, your most humble host here at McIntyre and at the Next Level Podcast. And we have a special guest star today. Yes, she is special. She's amazing. And as our good friend and all around superhero, uh, part of the SEAL Team 6. And she's also an amazing counselor. And that's Nicole Lamans. Nicole, how are you doing today? Fabulous. Yeah? I'm- excited about this today. I am too. And so you're calling, you're out there. Are you, are you still in San Diego or have you moved back to Texas yet? Still in San Diego. Awesome. Well, you're coming. I heard you're coming back home. I will be. Yep. That's yep. Awesome. Very shortly. Good. So listen, Nicole, I want you to tell our listeners and some of the people who are watching, who are you and uh, why do you do what you do? Okay. I am a licensed professional counselor and a licensed chemical dependency counselor. So I work with a population dealing with drugs and alcohol, substance use and abuse. And then I also do private practice where it's more um, individualized and couples therapy. And so a little bit of family therapy on that end. So you went to school for this. I sure did. I got my bachelor's in early childhood education at Texas Lutheran. And then I got my master's in psychology and counseling at um, Texas A&M. You Aggies Aggies always forget where you come from. I get it. (laughs) That's awesome. I don't take ownership of the Aggies. (laughs) (laughs) I I hear you, sister. I get it. I get it. So I want to tell... uh, you know, because your story is really compelling. And we, we, you know, Stacey and I have known you now for, I guess, almost four years. Uh, and your husband, he's now uh, uh, in the Navy, in the Navy and uh, getting promoted and doing great. So I remember when you came to Next Level Experience and uh, you, I didn't know that you were a counselor, but you said that you work with the federal government because you do some counseling through the federal government. Yes. 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 Yep. And how and so- is that? How does that work? So when I started doing private practice, I noticed that there were a lot of issues related to drugs and alcohol abuse. And so um, I just prayed about it and I said, okay, I want to know more about this. How do I know more about this? And the Lord opened up a door for me to go work at a men's treatment center. And so they told me, they gave me a heads up. You're going to be in the weeds, honey. (laughs) (laughs) And so when I got there, um, cause one of the things God has really, I guess, through my life experiences, he's really showed me how to create boundaries, like really healthy boundaries. And so they gave me the fed population, which were men that had just been released from the federal penitentiary who had a history of drug and alcohol abuse. And so I started working with them and that's uh-huh. how I kind of got into that field. Yeah. It's fascinating. And it's so good that, that, we have somebody to help those people. So this week is uh, mental health week. And uh, Stacey and I were talking about this and and we thought, well, 
because because my social media team says, why don't you talk about mental health? I said, well, I, why don't we talk to a professional about this? I think that would be best. And that's why we wanted you on this uh, podcast and 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 in this segment, because I think it's really important. I think, you know, in the past, not so much today, but there's been in the past, there's a stigma to mental health, uh, especially mental illness. And so but this is, is really, that's really come off a lot. But during Mental Health Week, I mean, what are some of the things that you, I know COVID revealed a lot, I think, you know, that was underneath the surface. And so could you address that, what you've seen in this last year and a half during this COVID pandemic and how that's affected the mental health industry and, and, and patients in, in, in particular? Yes. So, Thank you, first of all, for having me on here. Um, Definitely licensed. Sometimes I don't always feel that that license qualifies me because like you said, the world keeps changing and the field is changing too. We're learning more. And just like you said, the Band-Aid got ripped off on a lot of self-medicating coping skills. And so that has shifted the work a little bit, but also... um, everybody started kind of going towards telehealth, which is just where you have your session over the phone. Right. And so a lot of therapists and um, treatment centers and programs where there's mental health involved thought that this was going to be a really bad thing, but it's actually turned out the opposite. And I, I think what we're seeing is um, being able to connect with a counselor and not have to be in person face to face. It takes a little bit of the um, anxiety off. And so it even develops a level of anonymity. And so the person feels like they have more freedom to express themselves and not feel so vulnerable right off the bat. And so that has helped tremendously because anxiety is, as you know, and depression are the top two treated um, diagnoses. And so that really, really helps. This telehealth really helps. And even what we're noticing now is people are wanting to come back into face-to-face encounters because they've already been doing some of the work. So that's awesome. So that's, I love the way things happen and we don't expect it that it has a different outcome like this telehealth. So what you're saying in essence, a lot of the mental illness can be treated over the phone. Yes. Yeah. And the, the patients or your clients feel it's more of a safer place to be authentic or transparent. Yes, absolutely. And then once that therapeutic relationship kind of is established, then they almost they're eager to go to the next part, which is back to face to face. And so then they come in and there's a lot less anxiety and stress about having to meet and and do the whole process because, you know, we've already kind of got to know each other over the phone. Good. So I know what what I've heard also uh, is that during this process of COVID and, and lockdowns and mask wearings and stuff, some people have been triggered. And it set off a trigger. It could have been a, from a past experience, PTSD or something of that nature. How often is that the case? And is it just, is it always been there or is it just all of a sudden since this, maybe a, a trigger hits and then it reveals something they didn't even know they had? That's a great question. And I think there's a balance to that because, you know, the top two manifestations, if you will, that I see is fear and loneliness. And those things have been going on since the beginning of time. But I think that they got magnified in a different way because of COVID. The fear of, you know, just the pandemic and not wanting to die and also wanting to learn how to take care 
of their community and, and be responsible in this. And so there were so many unknowns that fear got amplified. And then also the loneliness got amplified because now you have all these people that are by themselves, you know, on lockdowns and things like that and people working from home. So it took, took a lot of community away and then the churches being shut down. And so, like you said, it's the same, it's the same dynamics. It's the same um, issues, but they're just being presented in a different way. Right. And so with that, I mean, which, you know, I know there's the, the suicide rate has gone up dramatically since COVID started, right? And, uh, you know, I know like in the military, because I know your husband's in the military, I served in the military. And I know the people, especially that's been in, you know, Afghanistan and, 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 and uh, Vietnam and, and have active duty in these combat situations, the suicide rate is very high. And this just adds to that in the mental structure or the mental health and the mental illness that compounds that. So uh, if, if somebody out there, you know, what would you say to somebody that, that, you know, because, you know, as we know, as believers, you know, Satan wants us to go into isolation. And as soon as we get into isolation, that's when everything, all the wheels come off, right? And we start maybe even, you know, hearing things or believing things or manifesting things that aren't there. So what do you tell people? What's what's the early sign of you might going be going into this depression or this isolation that will kind of say, hey, you know what? We need a red flag here. Lights flashing. You need to call a therapist, call a friend, go see your pastor, do something. Because if you're, you're gravitating towards that, it's going to end not well. Yes. And so that's a really great question. And so the, the root kind of is when you start noticing that your daily life is changing a little bit. So what that means is maybe you're not going to the lunches with your friends as much, or maybe you're not going to the connection groups at all anymore. And you're just not finding pleasure or joy in some of the things that you used to enjoy doing. And a lot of people really experience social anxiety. And so that is a really big indicator. And so if you start noticing you're spending a lot more time at home and maybe you're avoiding answering phone calls from your friends and family, and it's just that isolation that really is a big indicator of it. And what you can do from that is reach out to somebody, let somebody know, have a real talk that says, Hey, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with me, but something is going on with me. And on a, on a more serious note, since we're bringing this up, there's the national suicide hotline that people call it's 24 seven and we can leave that information on the notes after this, but anybody is listening there's always help 24 7 yes lord yes jesus yes thank you for that reminder you know in fact stacy uh my wife she served on the board of uh, of a suicide hotline and she actually took phone calls and it is hard but it, it's a, it's such a benefit it's such a good service for people out there who are suffering in that process uh because there is help there is hope right and uh and when you get to that dark place so what if uh what what is so with that with mental health how how connected is that to your physical health i know sometimes people might have an illness or they could have a, a chronic illness uh you know maybe they had covid i've heard of people getting covid recovering from it and then going into a deep depression afterwards or paranoia uh it, you know because the body the physical is connected right it's all connected and so how how do you 
uh, encourage people to deal with that situation if they come out of a traumatic health incident? Yeah, that's a great question. So one of the biggest tools that I know and that I teach is meditation. And so I know that there's a really um, stereotype, a negative stereotype on that, because, you know, just depending on the population, they're going to hear that word and think, oh, that's some hippiness. And I don't have time for that, you know, and then you get a population too. That's like, I don't have time for that. And these are like the doers and they're going hundred miles an hour. But, (laughs) but, But what it really is, is it's just getting grounded. It's slowing down and you do some deep breathing and you start really focusing on your body. So like, where are you holding tension? And a lot of people notice that maybe the stress is in their shoulders, but a lot of it is in their stomach, in their gut area. And that leads to a multitude of physical wow. health. problems. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. I love that. So, uh, all right. So I know you teach this. I know you do this. And so how do people get a hold of you if they want to talk to you about this or if they want to, you know, uh, you know, can they get a hold of you or do you want to broadcast that? <laughs> you know, you want to go to your website? I think you got a website, don't you? I do. Um, and so before I give that, Psychology Today is a really good website. And all you have to do is put in your zip code and it'll find therapists that are near you. And it'll tell you ones that accept insurance. And it'll tell you ones that have maybe a certain type of approach that you're looking for for therapy. And so my website is breakthroughendeavors.com. And you can always reach out to me through that website. Um, email and my phone number is all available there. That's awesome. And you also uh, do some SEAL Team 6 coaching with NLE. Yes? Absolutely. That's the best part. <laughs> well, you're awesome. And so uh, tell me, so how long have you and Rob been married? Um, six and a half years. You had to think about that a little bit, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when he joined the Navy. Okay. And, uh, and then it, it, that's right about when COVID broke out and he had to go into quarantine down in, I think, Pensacola or somewhere down in Florida, Eglin uh, or somewhere. And it was like, you guys didn't see each other for like four months, right? Yes. Wow. And, and I love that you guys dealt with that in such an amazing way because you guys, you know, and then so then he got to go to California. He got stationed in San Diego and you uh, moved out to San Diego. So how's it been since since you became a, a military wife? It has rocked my world. It has changed <laughs> my perspective on um military life and and just other families where the spouse has to work and it takes them outside of the home i've had a tremendous understanding and appreciation for couples that really make it work and what you're bringing up michael is so good because i feel like that could be an approach to mental health instead of stereotyping it into this um disease or something's wrong with you or the severity has to be so intense or whatever I just look at it as it's a way to just take care of you, Come on. of your, your emotional health. And just like Rob and I, my husband, we had to learn and adapt a new part of our marriage. And thank God that he gave us mentors like you and Stacy that helped us along the way. And so that's kind of what mental health is too. It's just, you go and you talk to somebody who can help you along yeah. the way, whatever life's changes are. So good. It's really good. So uh, listen, uh, listeners out there and people are watching, this is platinum nuggets that Nicole's blessing us with because it is true. And, and you know, 
see, I always say, seek wisdom, right? You know, and uh, God says, seek ye first the kingdom of Lord, the God, and all these things shall be added unto you. And so I think it's real important to find those people. And look, when you go to find people like this, if you're struggling, uh, right, Nicole, to find people that have fruit in their life. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, if, if you have, if you're getting about a depression or if you're feeling that lonely or that isolation, go find somebody that's out there doing something in their life. They're moving and they have that fruit. And, and also if you do need to seek a counselor, would you, uh, if you're a Christian, Nicole, cause most of our listeners are Christian. Do you prefer that? Do you prefer people to go see a Christian counselor or do you, do you think it matters? Um, I, I think it's up to the individual. If yeah. the individual really feels like they need a Christian therapist, then find one. But I always recommend try a couple, find one that you really like, because the first one, especially if you've never gone to therapy before, get a good idea of what's out there and what it's going to look like. Um, but I think that the Lord plants wisdom beyond the Christian realm. Yes, <laughs> yes. If somebody is highly skilled in a certain area that maybe you need help in, I would seek them out. And, and just like anything, we bring it back to the Lord and we ask him to show us what's truth and what's not truth. It's awesome. That's so good. Well, Nicole, we thank you so much. We love that you show up so big all the time for Jesus and your practice and your patience. And uh, we, we just appreciate your service too. being a being a military wife does dedicate service. And we thank you for that service. And uh, you're doing great. We can't wait till you're back in Texas. I know you're excited. Uh, how soon do you think you'll be back in Texas? Uh, tomorrow, if I have it my way. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. Is there anything else you'd like to? Uh, oh, I, I want to ask you this. Uh, I always ask, and I, I uh, my interviewers, uh, what, what scripture are you landing on right now? And also what books, if any, are you reading that are interesting? Okay, so Rob and I are reading together The Bait of Satan and um, John Bevere. So we yes. just ordered it. So as soon as it gets here, we're going to read that together. And yes. then me personally, I'm reading in Zechariah. Zechariah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Zechariah. Yeah. Freddie, uh, not Freddie Prince. Uh, who's that? Uh, Joseph Prince. Joseph Prince. Freddie Prince. Joseph Prince always likes Zechariah. So yeah. And The Bait of Satan is a great book. Stacey and I read that together as well, and it's really good. Um, and John Bevere is great. He's such a great writer. So that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. God bless you. Tell Rob we said hello and uh, keep on helping out people. We love the way you're showing up for Jesus. God bless you. Thank you, McIntyre. Thank you for listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.